Aloha and welcome to All Things Travel. My family had an amazing Hawaiian experience earlier this summer. As part of a larger vacation, we popped over to Hawaii, the Big Island, and toured Volcanoes National Park. We'll fill you in on the experience and the great tour operator who can help you add some aloha to your next trip to Hawaii. You're listening to All Things Travel, Episode 120, Original Air Date, August 3rd, 2022. So you know that my family went earlier this summer to Hawaii. We spent most of a week on Oahu, but we also did something new this time. We went over to Hilo on the big island of Hawaii and checked out the volcanoes, and it was awesome. And the, the top thing that I'll say about Hawaii right now is it is completely open. My wife and I, as you know, we went there in December. There was a lot of guidelines. There was a lot of paperwork. There was a lot of wearing masks, showing documentation. There was none of that this time, and it really felt back to quote-unquote normal. Just a normal vacation, no restrictions or anything. No, and obviously you could take the precautions that you needed to take, but it was no longer mandated as it has been for so long, and that was really nice. Which must be why it felt like popping over to Hawaii. I love that choice of words. You popped over to Hawaii. I popped over. Yeah, I love it. Well, when I tell you about the flight, you're going to know why I said we just popped over. Oh, boy. Okay. Can't wait to hear about that. But before we get into all things Aloha, Shane, I think we're going to go a long distance away and talk about where in the world is all things travel. A completely different time zone, a place that we're, you could say, obsessed with. Dublin, Ireland. Love it. Welcome, Dublin. I feel so accomplished. We've reached Dublin. It's very good. We have figuratively reached Dublin. Now you and I need to make it a point to literally reach Dublin. Literally, physically reach Dublin. And uh, yeah, what are we going to do there? I mean, I'm hoping that you were able to find some sort of pub type establishment for us to meet our listener. The biggest thing for me is I want to tour the Guinness Brewery and hang out at okay. the top and watch them pour that sweet, sweet nectar out of those drafts. That's what I <laughs> That's what I want to do. Okay. All right. We'll do something very touristy, but I'm still <laughs> going to enjoy it. And you can listen back to episode 41. I'll put a link in the show notes to hear a great introduction about visiting Dublin, Ireland. So, Shane, remember when we had Too Tall Tom on talking about the island of Hawaii? How could we forget? And I mentioned, I said, hey, we're going to Oahu in May and June. And my father-in-law really wants to see volcanoes. We're excited to see the volcanoes. We're going to pop over for a day and do it. And I asked him, would that be a good idea? Do you remember what he said? Tell us what he said. He said, no, you can't just do it for a day. (laughs) Well, Tom, I did it for a day and change, you know, but it worked out. So here's what we did. I knew we didn't have a lot of time, but I still wanted to accomplish this. And there are many variables I'm going to talk about, Shane, that if they went wrong, it would have changed our ability to do all this. And so at the end, I'm going to talk about how I would do it again. But it all went very smoothly. And. As I started to look into tours, because I knew I wanted to have a tour of Volcanoes National Park, there were a lot of one-day tours, meaning you get up very early in the morning in Honolulu, you go to the airport, they fly you over, 
They meet you at the airport. You do a tour. They take you back to the airport. You fly back to Honolulu. And that's all accomplished 6 a.m. to about 10 p.m. at night. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure that's what I wanted to do. One it's a long day. We were, we, yes. And that was going to be our last full day in Hawaii. So we would be getting up early the next day to fly home from Honolulu. And we also had my in-laws with us and they travel differently than us. And I wanted to make sure that they were comfortable. Mm -hmm. And two, as I started to look into these one day tours, the number one complaint that I heard was there's not enough time at the volcanoes. Basically, mm -hmm. we're spending so much time traveling that we're not getting to see the stuff we thought we would see. Okay. So what I decided to do was. When we left our hotel, Oani, in Oahu, we drove our, in a Colina, we drove over to Honolulu, spent some time. We flew over to Hilo on the Big Island, spent the night, then had a tour that next day, and then later that afternoon flew back. And that all worked perfectly fine. So, you know, it was about 23 hours. I had a, fr I had a <laughs> friend from Kona, which is on the other side of the island start stalking me on social media saying, wait a minute, you are on my island. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> but I'm really only here for like a little oh, bit. No. And I will see you when I come back, but there's no way I can see you today. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what we did. So we arranged it through Southwest, which there's obviously multiple airlines that fly in, sure. in between the islands, but we're a Southwest family. And so gate to gate, it was about an hour, if even that. I mean, it was a very short popover flight. Not too bad. No. So let's talk about Hilo. Okay. Hilo is the wet side of, is a town on the wet side of the island of Hawaii. And that's W-E-T, not West. W -E -S -T. No, no, wet. wet Correct. Yes. Wet. And we got out of the air, we got out of the plane and walked out and the airport is open air. Nice. I mean, it was like, I mean, I'm like, where am I? Like, this has such a completely different vibe. And sure. Hawaii's pretty chill anyway. Right. You know, the places that we stay at in Oahu and stuff. And this was on a whole other level. And they're really proud of it. I mean, really, like, it's like, you're really going to enjoy how slow things go here and how, you know. And it was really cool. Now, to give you an idea of the island of Hawaii, there, there's two major tourist areas there's hilo where we were the volcano side the rainforest side and then there's kona the drier side the beach side so hilo is actually the fourth wettest city in the united states wow it gets an average of 127 inches of rain a year that's insane and when we got to hilo it was downpouring it was foggy and i'm like and again remember <laughs> We had one day to do this and right. I'm like, oh my goodness, I screwed this up, you know, everything like that. And that's how it was the first day. I got up the next day and it was still kind of foggy, but I swear I was in Vancouver. I mean, wow. it really had that sense of that wet rainforest fog like you see in Vancouver. And you On just have other... to try because you can't plan around the weather. Yeah. So, and the weather worked out. Now I'll get to that in, in, in a little bit here. On the other side of the island is Kona, and that's beach resort area. That gets 18 inches of rain a year. So, that's you know, amazing. it's a completely different area of the island. And 
what I say, and what I'm going to talk about at the end of the show, how I would do this again is I would do a couple days at each, you know, get that jungle experience, the zip lining and the hiking and all that kind of stuff, and then go get the resort relaxation time on the Kona side. Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American, hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits. So you either have to stay out in the Pacific a lot longer or maybe not go to Aulani. That's true. That's true. So we stayed at the Grand Nanaloa Hotel in Hilo. That's a Hilton property, a double tree. I really liked it. It felt... It, it was not as nice as Alani, and I think that was part of the problem, is people had stayed at this really nice resort that we all love, and then we went to this other resort, and it was foggy, and it was rainy, you right. know, kind of that look. It felt very, it, it was weird, because it reminded me of a lot of the European hotels I've stayed in, like the room types, and kind of the layout of it, but it also, the theming was all hula dancing, because as we learned the next day on our tour, Hilo specifically is very connected to traditional hula dancing. And so they have hula competitions, they have hula festivals. And so that this resort was covered with pictures and videos of hula and stuff like that. It was a cool resort. And I I would definitely recommend it for folks if they want to stay in the Hilo area. It was about five minutes from the airport. So it was super easy with Uber or, or Lyft, no problem at all. When you get out of the continental United States, you'll find places like Doubletree or even Best Western in other countries that are nothing like what you think yeah. of when you think of those hotels. But, but you know, it, we had it had a nice bar area in the lobby and with the resort fee, there was you got several drinks per day. The restaurant was nice. It had a nice waterfront, although it did not have a wavy ocean waterfront, even though it was on the ocean. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think kind of lent to that Vancouver-ish kind of right. feeling. So let's talk about that weather though. Um, it, it The next day, our tour day, it was sunnier, but then it would kind of rain off and on. And again, I'm getting a little worried here, right? I bet. And as we started on our tour, it was a little rainy. It would go off and on. Well, here's what I wasn't thinking of. Volcanoes National Park is above the cloud r- level. So Ah. once we got up there, it was all sunny and nice and warm. All that rain is happening down below. All that rain is happening down. Now that is just astounding to think of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the weather, again, like most places in Hawaii, the weather shifts all the time. So if you don't like the weather, just wait a little bit and it will be different. Wait a few minutes. Hilo was the epitome of that. What's in Hilo? So what, what are you going to do in Hilo? Are there going to be some restaurants? Yes, are there yeah. so, touristy so shopping Hilo, things to do? Hilo has a very historic downtown 
with restaurants, shops, things like that. My wife was able to find a a nice restaurant within walking distance because we didn't have a rental car anymore that we were able to go to the night that we were there. We passed these really nice kind of Asian inspired gardens that actually was on our tour the next day. So that was nice right there by the hotel. They had these ginormous banyan trees all over the place. So it's just really it's especially being on in a resort beach community for a week, it just felt like a completely different vacation almost. So you're not going to have an abundance of things to do, but a nice chill time and yeah. enjoying the the beautiful and quaint surroundings. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you're on the Hilo side, you're there for eco adventure. You're there for the volcanoes. You're there for zip lining. You're there for enjoying the jungle, if you will, with hiking and ATVing and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's perfect Very for cool. that. It's a great jumping off point. Sounds like my kind of trip. Well, let me tell you about this tour we went on because we had an outstanding day, Shane. It was a wonderful time. So again, because we had a varied group, we had my kids, we had my wife and I, we had our in my in-laws. We knew we might need some extra attention, okay? Or, or sure. at least we had very different travel styles. And in reviewing different travel companies, the number one uh, complaint that we got with the time was, They kept taking us to all these different places. Basically, they would say, yeah, we'll get to the volcanoes after we go to this shop or after (laughs) we go to this place for you to spend money. And you and I have been, we've been on those tours before, right? Yeah. And you just want to see the thing. Yeah. And again, I knew we had one day we were flying back that afternoon. We needed to have something that was a little more focused. And I could have asked for a better experience. We worked with Maku. Makai Adventures. This is a husband and wife company run by Josh and Jill Grocken. And we had Jill with us all day and it was phenomenal. So I chose, they have group tours in Hilo and Kona kind of all over the big island based on volcanoes, based on beaches, all that kind of stuff. I was really interested in the private volcano adventure. And this you can schedule for up to nine people. We had six. And it runs from 8.30 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. And basically, they said, we will take you to all the volcano hotspots. We'll take you to some other places. You dictate how much time you spend. So if you don't want to spend as much time, we'll take you to some other places that you can see. And I really thought, because especially I wasn't sure how much walking there was going to be, how much terrain there was going to be. And so that was really appealing for me, especially with my in-laws that we could dictate how the day went. This tour was $1,250, which sounds like a healthy price tag until you break it down. And for nine people, that's $138 for the day over the course of 8.30 in the morning till two in the afternoon. Now, see, that's something to think about because you were you mentioned a 6 a.m. to 10 yeah. tour, plus going to a lot of places where you're just, Let's get, can we get to the next place? Can we get to the next place? Can we get to the next place? So that's, yeah. just be able to see what you want to see because no matter how awesome what you're doing is after that long, you're not going to enjoy it as much. So for you to be able to get exactly what you want in that shorter time. It it was worth every penny to have that private expertise, to have Jill with us. I mean, the entire time she was telling us stories, she was telling us Hawaiian legends. 
she was talking about her childhood growing up in Hilo, you know, and I mean, it, and this is how Hawaii is, right? Like she drives by, that's where I went to elementary school. Well, we live, you know, a half mile down here. This is where I learned how to do this. We danced who as I was going through school over here. I love that. That's I cool. absolutely love that. So no, I say the, you know, the price tag of 1250, 100% worth it, especially if you break it down with a group of nine people or even the six that we had. It was, I, I wouldn't even bat an eye again at, at paying that amount after knowing what we got. And I think that brings up a good point, Shane, with some of these larger tours, especially the ones where they throw in your plane tickets, which this one did not, you know, you're paying mostly for the plane ticket. The tour is kind of an afterthought. With right, this, right. you're paying for the tour and the tour is taken care of and it's top notch. And you're getting exactly what you're yeah. paying for you, yeah. that's that's why you're going there in the first place yeah. and that's exactly what you're getting absolutely so jill met us right at 8 30 no problem there in fact she was there a little earlier than we were and we had a mercedes uh sprinter van that was for our group it was it looked like it was completely brand new and we started our day she met us we talked about the day and she had a headset on so she could again tell stories tell us anecdotes talk about what we're going to be doing and the first thing we did was we walked or not walked, sorry. The first thing we did was drive through historic Hilo and she talked about how the city was laid out, how the weather impacts that with storms and different things like that. We went to a beautiful waterfall, a rainbow waterfall. And then we took our time going to Volcanoes National Park is about 45 minutes from Hilo. So, you know, we saw a couple sites closer to Hilo. Then we spent time driving out. And of course, you're going through small towns. You're asking questions about the island of Hawaii, about Hawaiian culture. She's doing great interacting with us, answering all of our questions, all that kind of stuff. When we get to Volcanoes National Park, we walk to the steam bluffs. So kind of overlooking. And you saw me post pictures right. about this, right? You're essentially at the edge of a crater with smoke coming up. And it's lava. so dang cool, man. <laughs> so, and, and so did we see lava? So all of a sudden Jill whips out a, one of those like small telescopes, like a spotting scope and she sets it up and she's like, okay, this is where you're going to look. And sure enough, we look through there and she had binoculars. She had that spotting scope. You know, she was able to tell us, you know, Hey, this is where this, you know, this section collapsed in, you know, 2009 and over here this is where this used to oh, be wow. i mean she un because she grew up yeah. there so part of the fun was hearing her talk about growing up near volcanoes like Very that was cool. their fun like oh hey let's go look at the lava that's spewing <laughs> a quarter mile from my house tonight you know or oh my my house is shaking you know all this kind of stuff wow. and so anyway she sets up her spotting scope and lo and behold shane there is a small patch, which probably isn't small if you're actually down close right. to it, but of bubbling, spitting lava. Wow. It is the coolest thing. Now, we were obviously there mid-morning. If we were there at night, it would have been even cooler, but sure. we got to see it. And all of these tours, it's kind of funny to me. All of these tours say it's not guaranteed that you'll see lava. Like, <laughs> we can't guarantee that there's any volcanic obviously. activity going on. And I was really pleased. We got to see lava. We got to see the volcanoes. It was really cool. So that was our first stop. We spent time there. We took pictures. And I would say 
activity wise, it was about a half a mile to walk out there. It was nice and paved. You could certainly get out there nice and easy. From this difference, what is the temperature like? Because I, I guess you're up at a higher altitude, but you're on a volcano. So is it really hot as you're? It's not hot, but it's very dry. You know, it's very dry. You would need to drink plenty of water. And okay. Joe provided water. We had brought water and snacks with us. But so that's the one thing I would say is, you know, it's very easy to not think about this on a tour where you're hopping in a van in and out, seeing different things. You need right. to stay hydrated. You Absolutely. need to keep your energy level up. Yeah, because I was curious, because as awesome as it would be to see lava, you do want to see it from a distance. Yes, and, and we definitely saw it from a distance. It doesn't look like it when you're there. It's, you know, a model train set. You know, like if you really right. knew how small the things were, you know, you the perspective, but you, you were definitely there. I mean, it was, Very I mean, you cool. saw the you saw the videos that I posted and they, oh, yeah. you felt like you were there, man. That's awesome. So then we went, I think, to one of the coolest parts of the day. We went to the lava tube. And this, Shane, was another area of the national park where you walk down into almost kind of this rainforest. There's steps and kind of a, a rolling trail. And you actually go into a cave that the lava created. Ooh, wow. It's awesome. Sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool. Really cool. So you walk through there so you can get kind of an appreciation of what this lava does to the landscape. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's able to burrow holes and all this kind of stuff. I, I really enjoyed that. It was a beautiful place because, like I said, it was kind of in this rainforest area. And then we went to this really cool part. We went to the different lava fields. And again, as you're driving along, it's posted you know, this happened in 1965. This happened in 1984. And basically what the lava fields are is the place that the lava came down from the volcanoes, swept through the land and kind of covered the landscape. So it, it's like you're walking on moon rock, you know, you, you know, the lava rock that you get for your grill. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like giant pieces of that. And the ground is like that. And it, it's just, it's really cool. And there's trees that are petrified in the lava. There's trees that are starting to grow back up. Jill spent a lot of time talking about the ecology of the area. And this is where, I mean, my son just, he just fell in love with this tour. I mean, he was asking questions. My daughter had brought her camera that she had gotten for Christmas. And so she was taking pictures. That was one of my favorite things to see was they really got into this tour. They thought, you know, because you never quite know, right? You never oh, know yeah. how it's going to go over. And they both really enjoyed themselves. So we went to a couple different lava field areas. That was neat to see. And then we went to the lava, to the steam vents. And this is where actually you see steam and sulfur in some areas. But obviously we went to the steam areas <laughs> rising from the ground. There's yes. holes where the steam, and I think, I think I took a picture where it was actually covering oh, yeah. my glasses. Yep. That was funny. And like, you really, it's like getting a facial. You look down and it's hot steam coming up Gosh. from those vents. It's really cool. And then we went to the visitor center where there was exhibits set up about the volcanoes in the area. We went to the volcano house, which is a place with a restaurant, with shops. They actually have a little hotel there. So there were some places to get snacks. Jill had brought some Hawaiian snacks for us, but, you know, so we didn't have a meal per se in our tour, but we kind of snacked throughout the day. And then we made our way back into Hilo. Everybody was pretty tired. Oh, it had been a long day. And she said, hey, if you want to, 
we can make one more stop. It's completely optional, but there's this candy company that I really <laughs> like that is well known for chocolate, macadamia nuts, and coffee and different things like that. Again, hmm. this is what I really appreciated about this tour company. It wasn't it wasn't the hey, we have to stop here. It's do you want to? Wow. You know, it's optional. Hmm. I can take you back to your hotel. We can spend more time at the volcanoes. That's completely up to you. But we stopped there. We loved it. She even told us this is the person to go to to get more samples. You know, it was so we got our chocolate covered macadamia nuts. We got some nice coffee samples because, Shane, you've heard of Kona coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. On the Hilo side of the island, they have Kau coffee, K-A apostrophe U. And it is a completely different flavor where Kona has kind of a, a bolder coffee flavor. I really like this Kau coffee because it, it's more um, more uh, floral. It has a very smooth taste. That's what I tend to drink at home. And so I, I really liked it. And we were able to have that both at the hotel for breakfast and then also there at the chocolate factory. I had to giggle a little bit when I saw that there was an option for Ryan Hedstrom to go to the Hilo Candy <laughs> yeah, Company. Yeah, it, it was not I, It was not even an option. It, it was presented to us as an option, but everybody right. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I could see that being an option for someone else. Well, so I'm wondering, because it, it's going to be a little higher altitude. There's going to be some heat. You're walking on volcano rocks. What kind of endurance and flexibility yeah. does it require for this and, trip? And again, I was concerned about that for... My in-laws, I was concerned about that for my kids. Basically, what they say online is you should be able to walk about a mile and a half over the course of the day on uneven terrain. Okay, so not too bad. There was definitely a difference. So when you went to the volcano bluffs, it was paved. It was flat. That was the longest that you walked. When you walked to the lava tubes, you were walking up and down stairs, a little more uneven, but it wasn't a long walk. When you were at the lava fields, you were walking on unsteady rock, but you could choose how much you walked there. I mean, we were, some of us were bouncing all around trying to see different angles. Others of right. us, you know, stood right by the van and that's okay. That's part of, that's part of the tour. Yes, you could not do this. I don't think it, it'd be very hard to do this if you have a, a mobility issue or an accessibility issue. But if, if you are, you know, if you're in average shape, at, you're, you'll be fine with this. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be my biggest concern, I guess, is when you're deciding who to take and what all you can do. Yeah. And, and I think, again, two, two things that really pointed us towards this private tour, and I'm really glad that we did it, was having the flexibility to do whatever we wanted because we didn't know, like with grandma, we didn't know it, you know, at what point of the day was she going to say, I'm done? And would we need to pivot and go back to the gardens or something like that? So we had that flexibility and also the duration of the tour. I wanted to break that travel up. I didn't want to go there in the morning, go back in the afternoon. I wanted to have right. that night where we could at least, you know, not have two plane rides and a tour all in one day. And I would not recommend anybody do that. I think there's too many things that could quote unquote go wrong to make that really worth it. I think the way we did it was better. Obviously, Tom was right. If I were to do this again and I had more time, I would spend some time on Kona. I would spend some time on the Hilo side, probably two nights each. 
And, you know, if I was coupling it with another island, if I was just going to Hawaii, I would spend longer in each area. But I think two nights on each side would give you a good taste of what the Kona side and the Hilo side would feel like. We've talked before about traveling deep and wide, and you took your wide trip between Aulani and then yeah. Hilo. But now you know that you can come back and have a little bit deeper vacation in this part of the world. Absolutely. And I know we will. I This island has a lot to offer. It's just, it's an amazing place with tons of activities, tons of agriculture, any type of Hawaiian experience you want to have is there on the island of Hawaii. I, I absolutely loved it. And it was very easy to get in and out of Hilo, but Kona is a larger airport allowing you to leave directly from there. So for instance, oh. we flew back that night to Honolulu because we had to fly out of Honolulu the next day. If we had planned it a little differently, we may have gone over to Kona, spent a day or two, and then flown directly back to Chicago from there. Well, what do you think, Shane? Does this sound like the type of tour that you would want to do when you go to the volcanoes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you, you, you want to see what you go to see. You don't want to have all the other opportunities on yeah. the way and extend the day to the point where everyone is just exhausted. Absolutely. And I cannot say enough about Jill as our tour guide with Macau Mackay Adventures. And I'm going to make sure, Shane, in fact, I have it highlighted in the notes because I want you to share their contact information on the show notes for this for this show. I will absolutely stick it in there. Well, we would love to help you plan your next amazing vacation. Ryan and I are both travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations and Authorized Disney Planner. You can reach us at Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at creatingmagicvacations.com or me, S-H-A-Y-N-E, at creatingmagicvacations.com. Most families are confused and overwhelmed when planning a vacation. We work with you to plan a trip perfect for your interests, saving time, money, and stress. 